What's up, guy? What is up, guy? Welcome back. Que hola. To what Josue has to say. If you're new here, I am Josue, and this is what I have to say. This is what you have to say? This is what I have to say. Today's episode is about Miami comedy, guy. Miami comedy. And who better to assist me on this than one of the OG social media influencers when it comes to comedy, Senor Meta de Onikulo, Mr. Red. Que long. What's up, guy? How you been? Chilling, bro. Doing a lot. Yeah? Trying to stay busy. Trying to stay busy. Busy keeps you out of trouble. It does. But I think family, bro, yeah, Yeah, bro, I got the Chamac. My daddy daycare all day. The Chamacs. And then, um, and then, yeah, bro, I try to work around it. Do what I can. Bro, so you are clearly, you got a huge following. You've been at this for a while. Like I said, you're one of the OG influencers. Before TikTok was a thing, before, like, I mean, start off on Instagram when it wasn't even that popular on Instagram. How did you tell me a little bit about how you got? How did you get into that? How what inspired you? And bro, I was working at Baptist in surgery, and uh, I graduated with my bachelor's, and then I went over, started working in the same building in Baptist Maine. I started working in corporate, and nothing, bro. I was just bored. I wasn't able to like make as much money as I wanted to, and the job was cool, but it wasn't. It wasn't worth it. So nothing. I started from, I got on, everybody had social media, like Instagram. I think I had my original Instagram account when it came out, like in 2012. And I always had it. And I started following people that were like funny. Like um, when I first got on it, the people that were on there were the LA, the Viners, the original Viner oh, guys. Vine. So it was like the Logan Paul, Jake Paul. And then my favorite guy, which was King Batch. And then his whole clique, which is like Rudy Mancuso, Anwar, Adam Wahid, um, all the, the big crew. It was, bro, it was like 20 of them. And I think I followed them for a long time, bro. And I, and I found myself like one day, I remember it was not one day, it was like weeks, months, that I was just literally hitting up all their pages and just scrolling through their entire feed. Like analyzing it? No, like just laughing at everything they were doing. <laughs> so when I, when I caught myself doing that, I was like, damn, bro, this shit's funny. And then I was like... Nothing, like, it didn't occur to me, right? And then something happened where I, I had a group chat with some friends, and I started making videos of me just, like, ranting on, like, they would talk about their weekends, and I started ranting on their weekends. And then one of the guys in the group was like, oh, bro, post it on social media. And I was like, no, bro, like, I'm not going to do that. And then he's like, post it, bro, like, for, like, two weeks. And then I finally did it. And then after I did it, I was like, all right, bro, let me, like, let, it, it, it went well. And I was like, all right, let me try it again. And I tried, did, it, tried, did it again, and it started going good. And then that got that got played out. Like in the beginning, that started to get played out, and I was like, "All right, I gotta switch it up." So then I started doing like the skits. I started doing like the different things. It took like a year for me to create like the Yudi character, because I was gonna get into that. Yeah, yeah, I created her because I couldn't find anybody. I couldn't find the female that that <laughs> would like do or act like or say what I would want her to say. So you just decided to make it yourself. Yeah. So I was like, "Oh no, I'll I'll do it." I was like, what What I got to do, bro? Like, I got to get a wig. And I was like, nah, wig is too, like, that's too boring. Like, everybody, like, no. So I was like, let me put underwear on my head. And then for earrings, I was like, ear clips. Palabinga. I think the hair uh, clips. I, I think the hair clips were the iconic fucking trait, man. Yeah. That's what got everybody. I, like, got people, I got people DMing me now pictures of hair clips from, get the fuck like, out. from, like, Target and shit. And they're like, <laughs> they're like, your brand should be here. But not, that's, how, that's how that started. And then nothing, bro. I, I, I rode the way. Like, I just kept going with it. I just kept going with it. I hit a plateau at one point. It was when my wife and I had our son, and then I took a break. I just, I took a break. I just dedicated myself to being a father, and then I, it was good. Like, it was well needed. Because there was a time there, bro, where, like, I just kept posting, kept posting, kept posting, and, like, nothing. Like, nothing would, would happen. So I took a break, and then, yeah, bro. Like, and it makes it fun for you again. Like, you yeah, miss it, right? It does. It, in, it, it brings it back, like, uh, all the new... All the new things that have happened, like taking a break, it gives you a chance to like, you know, sit back and analyze like everything that's going on. So, yeah, it's I wouldn't say it makes it fun again, but it helps you get creative again because there gets to a point where if you're just creative, 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 you get like you get like sort of like narrow vision, tunnel vision. Tunnel yeah, vision yeah. And it could be good and it could be bad because it could be like tunnel vision where you don't change and then. If it, it you don't change like your style, so you don't diversify yourself, so it becomes 
repetitive. So nothing that that's that's where I was at. And then yeah, the break helped me out. You mentioned Vine earlier, and I want to get to TikTok, but a little later. Um, Vine was the original fucking TikTok. It was, Think bro. Think about it, bro. And I never got, I never was on it. Me neither. But it was amazing. I loved Vine. Six seconds. It was amazing. It's insane, bro. Like it's it's crazy. And then, bro, when I first started on Instagram, it was fifteen second clips. Oh, that's right. And then they were like, "Oh, we're gonna give you thirty yeah. now." And then it got to thirty, and then they were like, "Oh, for, um, one minute." And then IGTV, and then like everything popped off. But when I first started, it was fifteen seconds, was so I had to cram like a whole bunch of shit, a whole story into fifteen seconds. That's good though, because it gets you in that mindset. You know what I mean? Which yeah. is hard. It helps you, you cut out a lot of uh, fat. fat. Yeah. So it, that's how it was in the beginning. So it was tough, bro. And then when they started giving you more time, it was good and bad because sometimes more time meant like like I got to like, like I yeah, you would fuck it up. Yeah. But that's how it was in the beginning, bro. It was crazy. I loved Vine, bro. Um, Miami wise, the two guys that I remember from Vine was that it's a uh, Kevin, a little kid. It's Keeve, it's Kev. Uh-huh. Now he's obviously he's an adult now, and Fireman Gooch. Okay, those are the two guys that I remember like off the bat, like being uh, like the creatives there on on Vine. On Vine, yeah, because Instagram wasn't wasn't big. The first person I remember on Instagram was you, to be honest. Like I don't remember before you anybody like locally doing that. Yeah, no, I never was on Vine. I, after, like, Instagram and everything popped off, I remember I would go into Vine to, like, go see, like, King Batch and these guys mm-hmm. from L.A. I would go and see their, the stuff that they would post and the stuff that they were creating. And those guys, bro, let me tell you, bro, it was six seconds. Bro, those guys were making, like, little mini movies in six. Like, it's crazy, dog, like, what they were able to do with six seconds. Yeah. yeah. So nothing that, that gets your, like, that wired my brain to thinking, like, like getting everything quick. Like, getting to the point quick. But, yeah, bro, the, the original Vine was dope. That shit got bought out by Twitter, right? I, think. I have no and idea. It, and then it collapsed or some shit like I that. I have no Arco idea. Also. I don't know. Um, Tell me about the Yuri character, bro. Like, how did how did that even come up? You mentioned to her earlier. Yeah, but like- so she came up basically because when I first started doing this, I remember the first thing I tried to do was, like, collaborate and get people. Because my whole thing was to make, like, a little group. So I was trying to find people to play specific characters because these people in L.A., the L.A. Uh, original Viners, they had created a, a squad for tic- for Instagram. Mm-hmm. And when they created the squad, they had, like, one of everybody. They had a Dominican dude, a Mexican dude, a black guy, a white guy. They had everybody. So I was trying to create, like, a clique, like a little group that would be, like, the Miami guys. And that's what I was trying to not imitate, I would say imitate. I was trying to recreate that in my own version. So I was looking for people. I, I remember I did a thing where I was doing like a, not a casting, but I was doing like a tryout. And from there is where I got Miami Will, Willie. Oh, that's I brought, right, your boy. And then I brought him on board. So I, I, ca- I, I basically auditioned like five people. And from those five people, it was BB Jules was one of them. And then Willie. Willie was the other one that I picked. So from the five two, I felt were like good. So I stuck with them and I tried to work with them. BB went on and she did her own thing. She went on, um, I think she went on The Bachelorette or The Bachelor. She was like one of the, I, I'm, if I'm not mistaken, that's what she did. And then Willie, nothing, bro. Willie, did she win? Is it good? The- I don't know. I don't know. I don't. I don't even know. I really don't know. <laughs> no, she. I saw her the other day. I saw her at the Sobi One and Food Festival. I, I I linked up with her again. Um, but Willie was the one that really. I brought him under, and him and I started doing, like, similar content. He had his own thing, and then I had my own thing, and nothing, bro. So what ended up happening was I didn't have a girl character, and everybody everybody that I would talk to, every female I would talk to, to, to like, tell her, oh, I want you to play this role and talk about this, do this, they were all like, oh, my God, no, that's embarrassing. I don't want to do that. And I'm like, but that's how you are. Like, you're normally like that. Like, what's so hard about, yeah, I know, but people are going to get to sabe. Like, and I'm like, la gente se complejan. and I'm like, bro, bro, I'm, so then they would be like, no, I'm not going to do it. And I'll be like, right. Like every time it was time after time. So I was like, bro, I'm canceling. Like, I'm not being able to film anything because I'm running into this issue. So I was like, you know what, bro? I could depend on myself. So I'm like, Palabinga. like, I'll do it. Like, what do I got to do? Like, or put a wig on. All right. No, no, no wig is too cliche. So I'm like, all right, let me put underwear on my head. Or let me put like and the bra. Whatever the bra <laughs> over, and I never close it. It's always open. I literally just toss it on, boom, boom. And then I need earrings. I don't have my ears pierced, so I'm like, fuck it. I put hair clips on. Like that's start your own brand of hair clips, guy. I should, bro. <laughs> Monetize. I should make that some shit. gangster hair clips. 100. percent You imagine they go, they pop off, and people are just out. Zimahina. 
<laughs> now they're in every Target store near <laughs> National across Target. But yeah, bro, that's how UD started, like straight up. And her original, the original UD was basically like she was imitating like a high Aaliyah chick. Because like me growing up, I grew up in, in Westchester, but I played baseball my entire life. And I played baseball in, in HAA, High Aaliyah's, um Athletic Association. So I, I was born in Miami, but I grew up around like Cubans. So everybody that always ran into me, like me growing up. Well, they, but you're Cuban too, your background. My background's Cuban, but everybody that I ran into thought that I, like literally everyone I run into would be like, <laughs> and I'm like, no, no, I'm born here, born here. But they're like, you talk just like a Cuban. I'm a, I was raised in Hialeah, but I was born here. So nothing, the initial, um, the initial UD character was based around like a Hialeah chick. I mean, it's pretty, pretty on point too. Right. And then now, like, I've moved her into the suburb area. So now she lives in Kendall. Ahora, she's a Hialeah native. Ahora fina. Yeah, now she's, you know, she stepped up. Tu sabes? She stepped up. But, oh, you know, Kendall's the hood, according to some people. So. Kendall's highly in denial, bro. That's what, yeah. yeah. I, I don't, I, yeah, I agree with you. Come on. It's just. Kendall's highly in denial. Look, se hacen, se hacen. I love Kendall, but fuck, the traffic is horrible. Dog. I know, porque yo vivo en Kendall. No, tu no Hialeah, bro. It's the fuck up, guy. Like, yeah. It's, it's wild. Bro, and then you blew the fuck up. What were some of those initial experiences like? Because I'm sure, like, I mean, you know, no, people bro. approaching you or, like, brands and, like, all these things. Like, you probably got hit with a lot of things that you weren't used to. And it's like, how do I? Everybody's like, oh, you blew. Like, bro, for me, it's not. But you did blow the fuck up. I just do what I do, bro. Like, I don't, like, I don't even go on my social media. Like, a lot of people think that, like, I am, like, I'm on the page. Like, yeah, I'll get on the page to post and do what I need to do. But for the most part, like, my manager and my but mom. But initially, like, the early days when you started blowing up, like, it was, that's what I'm trying to, like. It was, know. like, surreal. Like, that, at the yeah. beginning, honestly, bro, like, you know, there's there's such a disconnection between reality and social media. Like, oh, yeah. in the beginning, I would have, like, when I had, I remember, 10,000, 15,000 followers, like, bro, it's just a number, like. You don't associate, like, that number with anything going on because, like, you, you're on social media and you expect, like, all right, I have 50,000 followers. Like, you think that every day you get 50,000 messages, but you get a, a, quite a few, but no. But then what it, when it started, like, really taking effect was, like, when I started going to, like, normal places that I would go to on a daily basis, like, like Publix, Target, and then people start recognizing you, and now you're, like, what the, like... Bro, in the beginning, it's kind of, like, weird because you're like, oh, what the fuck is going on? So it was, like, weird, but I'm glad that everything happened the way that it happened because, bro, I, I did a lot. Of, I didn't do dumb shit, but I made stupid mistakes in the beginning that I'm glad they happened uh, er, very early on. Like what, guy? Tell like, us. just dumb things, bro. Like, just stupid things. Like, you got to be very careful what you say and who you say what to and what you film and what you post because, like, it can have repercussions. So. Uh -huh. Nothing like it was just it was sur it was sur to answer your question it was just surreal, and the whole blowing up process to me has been just a growing process. Like I don't look at it like from a numbers perspective. I just my thing is to make people laugh, to make funny content, like to show my creativeness through writing, filmmaking, editing, and the direction of the video. It's just to make those one minute little clips where like you make people laugh. That's how you have evolved as, as with your craft. Because in the beginning, you probably weren't thinking that way, you know? It was no. more like, you know, and then as you, you, you matured, you were like, damn, this is more about, like, my my mental abilities to create, to shape things, to... Bro, in the beginning, I thought I was going to do this for, like, a year, and then someone was going to notice it, and I would be making movies by now. But <laughs> it's not the case. Um, I thought that I would be somewhere else at this point, but... Yeah, I started this off as an as a, as a basically, like, a playground to showcase and test things out. And that's all I've been doing, just testing material. Like, now, I, now I'm at the point where I know what will work. But, yeah, in the beginning, this was all, like, testing. And then every new platform that came out, like, everything changes. Every platform is, every platform has been different. But, yeah, bro, it's been fun. Like, it's, it's been fun, straight up. Like, what, what I've been able to do and then the community. Like, I love the support that, that Miami gives me. Like, everywhere I go. In the beginning, it was weird. I used to have people chase me in cars, like oh, driving on the street, and two kids fucking chasing me. Like, oh my god, I was like, "Yo, get the fuck out of here!" Like, like awkward things would happen in the beginning, but now it's now it's fun, bro. Like, I like the audience and I like the people that approach me now, bro. And it's it's I can have a mom that's like forty years old, and then like 
her daughter that's like 20 and then like they have a little kid that's like seven and the little kid I like mean, they all cool. to <laughs> bro, it's crazy it's funny bro but it's it's cool because now i've grabbed like what i've seen that's happened is i've i've obtained the attention of like the whole family because you've, i'm you've doing, become a household name I'm, locally I'm, yeah. I'm doing relatable shit i'm doing shit that i grew up with like shit that i experienced things that i that i went through so it's i guess it's relatable to a lot of people 100 percent. it's miami bro how do you think the scene has changed from when you started to now I think it's what scene like the the influencer scene the the oh, online sh- comedy shit's scene shit's super saturated now like bro right. everybody's yeah. everybody's like, on there everybody's got a joke Papa I remember when I first started doing this and like I remember not my mom always supported me but like there was people that I would tell like in that I would run into in the street like what I was doing and they looked at me and they're like they won't come at me there Right? Like, that was their response. Like, you're doing videos. Like, what the fuck? Because everybody has something to say, bro. Until you everybody. make it. And then they're like, oh, bueno. Uh, sorry. But it has changed a lot. Like, a lot. it's gotten super saturated. Like, everybody and their mother. First, it started off, everybody wanted to be a YouTuber. And then everybody wanted to be an influencer. And then people would take pictures, sorry, like, with, with things. And everybody wants to be a model. And then, like, it's it's changed a lot. Like, a whole lot. Like, everybody now has a social media presence, and everybody's trying to do something with their social media. Create or whether, you know, create funny shit or just create content in general. And everybody has their own thing, bro. Like, what works for me may not work for you, and what works for you doesn't work for Angel. But, yeah, yeah, yeah. But everybody's got their own thing, and trust me, like, if you find that thing, like, you'll, you'll figure something out. Like, straight up, everybody's got their own thing. It's that sauce, like ta- top, t- uh, tapping into your own sauce. Yeah, tapping into what works for you and the audience that follows you. Have you had any weird run-ins with people like in the, like, for example, I, I have a fraction of your following, but I've had some weird shit happen to me like outside. I, I was at the uh, South Point Park uh, a couple of weeks ago with a friend of mine and some guy that follows me, he sent me a picture. I've never met this guy. Of you? Of me. Like <laughs> from, far, from far away. Yeah, that's happening to me. And I'm like, and he's like, oh, we're just watching one of my favorite influencers. <laughs> and I'm like, bro, do you realize how creepy this is? And then he's like, oh, no, I guess not. And I'm like, just come up to me and say, what's up? Like, that's more like, you know what I mean? He's like, oh, no, I just left. Yeah. Bro, bro, you just made it even fucking creepier. They have, they have pain on that. And I was with a girl, and I'm like, oh, look. And she's like, bro, what the fuck? Yeah, that's happened to me a hundred, ton of times. I've been literally, bro, I've been dri- I remember one time I was on my way to my in-laws, and I'm driving. My wife is with me. My son's in the backseat. And I'm driving, and whatever. I get to my in-laws' house, and I open up my phone, and I'm like, real quick, I just, I check the, my DMs real quick. And somebody had sent me a video, and when I clicked the video, it was a video of me driving down Kendall. And it's like, I show it to my wife, and my wife is like, what the fuck? <laughs> She's like, what is that? And I'm like, I don't fucking know. It's like unofficial paparazzis, bro. Like, you're and, there fucking. And, and then I'll be at Target, like, with my wife, and I'm in the deodorant now, looking at deodorant, and I'm looking at my wife, and I'm like, oh, baby, look, the deodorant doesn't have aluminum. And then from the background, you hear, like, ah! and I turn around, and I'm like. <laughs> What the fuck? Like, I don't even see anybody. And my wife is like, do you know them? I'm like, who? Who the fuck said that? Like, where where did that come from? Like, it starts to happen more and more, bro. Like, the, the bigger you grow, the more shit starts to happen to you. Yeah. I've had all types of run-ins, bro. I've had people that... I've had people tell me some stupid shit, I guess, trying to catch, like, a reaction from me. And I'm already at the point where I don't even react, bro. That's something I was going to ask next. Like, bad bad interactions with people. Because a veces la gente just want to hold in. Be like, oh, look, I had come having to let me go fuck up his day up. You know, know what so, I mean? so most people that see me on social, like they think that I am that person, like twenty four seven. Yeah, a cartoon character, bro. Like I could be, like I could be that person, but bro, it takes a lot of energy, like yeah. out of me. I'm, I'm. I know exactly what you're talking I'm about. I'm a yeah. very chill guy. Like I, I, I'm a homebody. I don't even leave my house. But yeah, I've had all types of run-ins, and the best way to do it is just be neutral. You might come and meet them, straight up. I've had people tell me all types of shit, and I'm like, huh? No idea from where? They yeah? No, I don't know that guy. Like, just, you just rub it off, bro. Like, what you, you have do? to. You're, you're going to be out here fucking diciendo la del mundo. Like, <laughs> I don't have any, I don't have to, you don't have to talk to everybody, bro. Like, you don't need to give everybody your time. Like, honestly, I give my fans my times, the people that are genuine. I've had people that I'm in that approach me, bro, and they say what's up to me in the weirdest fucking manner. And it's like, they like, they, oh, hey, oh, they say something funny. And it's like, I'm not a pup, I'm not a clown. Like, I don't know what I'm going to do, yeah, bro. Dance, monkey, dance. So, so the, what's worked now lately is ever since I dropped the song, <clears throat> metete de un culo. Like, now when people are like, oh, say something funny, I'm like, metete de un culo. Straight up. Bro, I've had people like randomly run up to me, like, oh, look, it's my mom. And I'm like, 
Hi, like through like, FaceTime? Yeah, bro. And I'm like there, like whatever, doing some shopping. Somebody runs up behind me, like, oh, hey, look, it's my mom. Say what's up. And I'm like, hey, hi. I'm like, I look at the guy and I'm like, who are you? But oh, yeah, what's up, bro? Do I know you? No. No, hey. Like, bro, what are you going to do, bro? Like, that's a strange life, bro. Bro, it's weird. It's gotten weird. Like, it's, it was weird. Like, it's not like that much. It's not like that anymore. Like, it'll happen every now and then. But in the beginning, it was just like that. Like, people just coming up to me, like, repeating something that I would say in a video or whatever. And it was just awkward. Like, real awkward confrontations. Like, introductions. It's like, I don't know you. You, <laughs> Like, people stop me now, and I'm like, how are you? Yeah, oh, like yeah, a normal pleasure. human being. Pleasure to meet you. Like, I try to, like, deflect by just being genuine, like... Yeah, human-to-human -human interaction. Like, it's not... It's it's weird, bro. It's weird, bro. There's there's weird, you know, there's weird people out there. There's weird fucking people out there. There's weird people. But on the same, on the uh, flip side of that coin, there's some cool ass people that I don't know about you, but I've made like connections. I mean, I've never met them, but like people out here that really support you and really like they like kind of ride for you, man. Like you know, they I don't want to call them fans, but I can I guess they are like fans. You know, like they support everything you do and they like yeah, like there's good people too, not just like yeah. There's 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 good and bad, bro. Yeah, and everything there's good and bad. Yeah. I've I've like I was mentioning earlier, I love the audience, the community that I have now. I've managed to captivate, like, the attention of mom, dad, son, sister, brother, like, the whole family now. Like, now I have people messaging me, like, that they share their videos with their entire family, with their grandmother. Bro, and it's, like, it's cool now because now, now I have, like, the attention. Like, now I have what, what I was trying to attain from the beginning. I was, like I said, in the beginning, you make silly mistakes. Like, the type of content that I would make in the beginning was very generalized towards like it was very very like narrow-minded towards like young couples and now i'm making content that's about like family so it was well, it's also the progression of your own life right right so with the content that i was making in the beginning i was a, what you put out is what you attract so mm -hmm. i was attracting like the young the youth like the youth the very juvenile like minded individual and it was cool, like I and like you said, you grow, and now that I, now that I've grown, I've been able to attract like the the the, the viewers and the fans that the I'm family. yeah the fans that I want, which are which they're a cool they're a cool audience to have because yeah. it's very supportive and more mature and not as you know like you said juvenile and immature and all that shit. And I mean, all the other ones grew up too. They got yeah. their own families eventually. They, hopefully, they grown up. Yeah, hopefully, some not all. Yeah, <laughs> bro. So. I seen you. I've been peeping you, Doug, and I seen you. Your sold out shows. Your stand up. Yeah, doing me, it. Tell me about that transition, bro. Oh, so I that must have been fucking terrible in the beginning because I, I can't imagine. Yeah, no. So I never cared to do stand up. Um, I mean, this is open. I drink water now. I never. So the whole thing with stand up was basically I got into stand up the minute COVID happened. <clears throat> so when COVID happened, a lot of the brands started pulling out mar money from marketing. So. Like, instead of, like, I did a lot of work for, for like, Pollo Tropical and um, a lot of local brands. I had a restaurant that I worked with for a long time with Boca House. And when COVID occurred, these people stopped spending money on marketing. So my manager and I were like, bro, what do we do now? Like, there's nothing to do. And, and then he, I basically was like, bro, I know something that we could do, but, I like, I don't want to do it because, I like, that's not what I want to do. Like, that's not where I saw myself or in the direction that I wanted to go. But it was the only thing available. So I was like, we could try stand-up. And, bro, we tried stand-up. And from the very beginning, we've sold out every single show uh, since I started. In 2021, January 4th was, like, my first show ever. And, bro, it's been a, like, it's been a blessing in disguise. Like, now I've learned to take – I've taken a liking to it. Not learned. I've taken a liking to the whole stand-up, the art of it. You didn't struggle with the transition from behind the camera to on stage? No. Those are two different – no man, it's just there's no different. There's oh my god, I mean you've you've seen me film. I get, I freeze up sometimes. Like I'm just like, and I can't imagine being on in a, on a stage. There's bro. no difference. A full room looking at you like there's no difference. You have a set and you're there. You you got a story to tell and yeah, but what if they don't laugh and then you're like, oh fuck, I'm <laughs> I'm tanking this shit. The, here's the thing, right? Like I remember when I first started. There's a guy that that I did a, a show one time with. His name is Dom from Have Nots, and the one thing he told me, he's like. You don't have to worry about, like, them not laughing. Because, number one, like, if you were, like, a cold comedian and you were in New York and you were at a comedy club and you were like, oh, my God, I want to do five minutes, well, you better be worried. Because those people in New York, they have no idea who the fuck you are. 
They have no idea like what you're gonna say, and your shit has to relate to them, to an audience that you have no idea about. It's a different demographic, right? But these people that are coming to your standups, he's like, oh, these people like they're paying because they want to see you. So it's not that you you have it's not that you could do no wrong, but bro, if you can make the story funny enough to the point where someone in the audience can relate, like people are gonna laugh. Like they're just genuinely gonna genuinely gonna laugh. They're gonna laugh at either what happened to you. The way you tell the story, someone that they know that that happened to, or whoever you're telling the story about. That is like, true, yeah. So you can make it very relatable to anyone as long as you just hit your points. So, yeah, in the beginning, bro, don't get me wrong. I still get nerve-wrecked, like, when it's time to do a show. The other thing, too, is I've every show that I've done, I've done a different show. So it's a lot of material that you got to come up with. And in the beginning, when I started, bro, I was doing two-hour sets. That's a long time, dude. Right? And I didn't have an opener. I didn't have, it was just me. So it was tough because I was doing an hour forty five to an hour forty five to two hours. You're like sober doing them? Like you don't drink before? No, I don't. I don't drink. Period. At all? No. I would be on their slosh, dude, just to get. Bothered. Yeah, some people. Some people gotta get some courage, but but bro, it was tough. Like in the beginning, because it was two hours straight, and it was like brutal. But now I have like Louis. Louis opens up for me now, so it's a break because he eats up like 15, 20 minutes. And it and gives Louis me. Louis funny, bro. He is. He's good. Louis and, a funny guy. And he's he, clever. He, he has good Miami, Miami content, yeah. Miami material. But yeah, bro. In the beginning, it was it was tough. But now that I got Louis and and we got like a little rhythm going now, so I do like an hour, an hour fifteen, sometimes an hour twenty if I have to. Um, and Louis will go up there do 15, 20 minutes. It gives me a break. It helps me out. And people get to see like another face. They get to see another comedian. Like, bro, look between me and you, Louis has way more experience than I do doing stand up. Right, because like, he's been doing it for Louis a while. Louis's been doing this for eight <clears throat> years. Like, he knows stand-up. Like, and him and I work together. Like, when, when before we have our shows, like, I'll have all my material ready. And he gives me pointers. I give him pointers. Like, it's we're good off each other. We feed off each other, and we bounce ideas off each other. So he helps me finish stuff. I help him, you know, like, navigate through what he wants to say, what I feel is going to work with my audience. Like, I know my audience well. So I'm always trying to give him tips and points to things that I know are going to bang. Like, you have to mention that. Like, Louis in the beginning was very, like, his form of comedy. I, I, also, Louis, you know, like, shout out to Louis. He's done a good job, like, evolving his comedy. In the beginning, he was very, like, oof. And I've tried to tell him, like, yo, you need to talk more about your family. You need to talk more about, like, the things that your wife does, the things that your kids relatable. do. Because people will be able to relate. If you stay in this, like, macho mentality, like, you're only going to appeal to, like, guys. Like, and it's not that it's not that's not bad, but you're only gonna appeal you to guys. Branch out, you right? wanna branch out, you wanna be able to tap the women, tap the guys, tap the people that have kids. You you wanna be able to tap a little a little bit about everything. Like if you get very pigeonholed in what you're doing, but you're only gonna attract that type you're of audience. A one trick pony too, yeah. And then people aren't gonna like you're not gonna be relatable and they're not gonna like you. You're gonna be kinda pisao if you get there. It's funny you bring that up because um I think like two years ago I saw Steve O do stand up. And I noticed something that I hadn't noticed before, and it was how there isn't just this, like, one way of doing stand-up. Like, different comedians have, like, a different format, I guess. Like, for him, he's not really a stand-up comedian. His his show was he had filmed, like, this entire, like, uh, I guess, set that he had playing behind him, like, doing dumb shit like he does, and then he would stop it and then just make jokes about that. You know what I mean? Like, it was, like, a different type of format where I was used to just, like, you know, you're standing up, you're like, oh, so uh, what's with those peanuts on the airplane? Uh, some dumb right. shit like that, you know what I mean? Yeah, everybody's got so a different... So it was interesting, yeah. Everybody's got a different flow, bro. Yeah. But people paid it, like, that works for him. Um, But you also have to understand, like, he wasn't... A, he's he's not a comedian either, like... Right. So he, that's that, why he does that. That's and not, it works, is what it, I'm saying. Yeah, like, I remember, bro, when Jackass started, like, that shit was wild. Like, I watched that shit. That show to me was crazy, but it was like funny because they were funny with one another. And then all those guys, like now, they're just looking for different ways. I think, you know, I feel like to monetize. Like, so Steve O has his way, and, and other people have, like, look, I went to go see um, Joe, Joe Gatto, the guy from Impractical Jokers. Okay. And um, by all means, he's not a comedian either. Like, you know, he's, he's not. He he does the funny shit that he does on, on uh, uh, what is it called? Uh, prank. Um, Impractical Jokers, he does the funny shit there, and I love him there, and I, I saw him on stand-up, and, you know, he's funny, but it's not, he doesn't have, like, the like the Dave Chappelle swag, he doesn't have, like, the, he doesn't have the lineup of jokes, like, the, the whole story choreographed to where you can tell, like, he had a good set, 
there's com- like there's people that do this shit and then there's people that just try this shit out. So, but yeah, everybody's different, bro. Yeah, I'm not knocking anybody, but everybody's got their thing. Yeah, that's interesting. Um, I want to pivot really quickly. Pivot, pivot, pivot. What do you think about TikTok, bro? I love it. I love TikTok too. That's where it's at. I think in the next five to ten years. Instagram is going to be MySpace, bro. If they, if TikTok don't <laughs> fuck with the algorithm, if they don't change anything, and if they don't start, you know, veering away from where they are and their current, like... You mean Instagram? TikTok. You said TikTok. Wait. Yeah. You're saying TikTok in five to ten years. You said in five to ten years, t- uh, Instagram's going to be MySpace. Right. So you're asking me if I love TikTok. Yeah. What's the question? If you, What do you think about it? I thought you, you said I that... I think TikTok's amazing. Uh-huh. I think that if TikTok doesn't change their algorithm... If they don't touch it, if they leave it the way that oh, it is, okay, 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 okay. if they don't fuck with what they have right now, they are going to, yeah, they're going to wipe out yeah, IG. Yeah, absolutely. They're going to take over. No, Chino's got it in the back, bro. They're going to take over the social media space for the youth. Like TikTok, in the beginning, I remember when Instagram first started, bro, Instagram was amazing. If you posted something at 9 a.m., everyone that followed you saw what you posted at 9 a.m. But now... Because it had the chronological order shit. Right. Now, you know you can still access that, right? Yeah, but, but, it's, it's, but it's not... It's still yeah. not what it was. Yeah. They just did that to, I guess, make people happy. I found out recently about it. I had no idea. Yeah, you can touch it. I, I know where I know what you're talking about. I saw something about it. But anyways, um, if, they don't, if TikTok don't fuck with it, they'll be... Yeah, they're going to wipe it. They're going to wipe IG out. Like, they, I feel like they've already have. I think so, too. I mean, look at fucking Instagram. Like, they're doing everything just like TikTok. Like, it's become... Oh, but Instagram copied Snapchat. Like That's right. Yeah. Like, All there the was stories. such a fucking copy to tweet a D, tweet a dumb thing going on there in the beginning that it was like, yo, this is all... This is, but whatever. The stories thing was copied from Snapchat. Um, and yeah, and I look, when, when Instagram first started, how... You are now with TikTok is how I was with Instagram. Like, Instagram was like that. It was like that in the sense that you would go on this feed and then you just keep swiping and it would just be funny shit, shit that you like, things that were uh, very similar to the other things that you would like and engage with. And TikTok has been like that from the get-go and hasn't changed. So if they can keep that going, like, there is no end to it. Like, people are going to get on it. The other good thing about TikTok, like, bro... I, I was on IG since 2017, and from 2017 to, like, 2020, I was able to amass, like, what, 150,000 followers? Maybe 130,000. It took me two years. Bro, I was on TikTok for one year. I got it right at right after the first year of COVID is when I opened up TikTok in 2021. In one year, I surpassed my Instagram following. And in two years, I've tripled my Instagram following. Because the algorithm's so good, man. You post one video, and one video will get... A million, two million, three million views, and it's like I've never had those numbers on Instagram. I've never had those numbers on Instagram, so I think that TikTok is just staying true to the algorithm. Like as long again, as long as they don't change that, yeah, their their Instagram won't. I be don't around. think they will, man. Like they know what they got is gold. You know what I mean? They'd be stupid to. Yeah, but at the end of the day, like I don't know, bro. I, I mean, know. now they have stories. It's above you, our pay grade. Did you notice? Yeah, yeah they, they added it. They, no, added they have it. stories, which I don't see the value in that really. It but. works. It works. The cool thing about the stories, too, is that they show up on your feed. They show up oh, on your right. main, on your main story. feed and, and it, it says, says story. story. So people can access the stories and it still gets attention. Like if someone lands on your page, they can see your stories. So I think it's just engaging in a different manner. Like the algorithm for TikTok is where it's at. Like I like it. It definitely has a way of, like, showing your content to people that are going to fuck with it. Like, it knows. It's, like, all right, like, based on, I don't fucking know, like, you know, their past likes. Like, this guy's really, like, yeah. and they, you find, those, those people find you, you There's know? A, they, yeah, their shit works. I've, I've seen videos of people, like, breaking down the, the algorithm and stuff, and it's just nuts, bro. Like, the algorithm that they use is the true, the true algorithm. It's what Instagram used to be. So, like, the way it works is they show your, your, your video to a specific number of percentage of people in your, in your following. And then if that video breaks the threshold, then they open up the percentage and they open it up to public. And then if it continues to break threshold, they keep putting it in people's faces. They just continue spreading it and spreading it. That That's the way it functions. So what their job is, is they want people's eyeballs on the platform. Mm-hmm. So if they know that your videos worked on X amount of percentage of people, it's um, odds are it's going to work on these other people. So, yeah, that's how the algorithm works. The more shares, comments it has, the better it gets spread. 
that's how it is. That's what, that's how it is. I love it, dude. I love it. And even you're like your own algorithm, like you're flipping through it and it's like, it knows your fucking brain. Like it's almost like it predicts shit for you, man. Yeah. You're like, bro, this is fucking creepy. My like, shit, my shit now, everything on my feet is golf. Get the fuck out. Yeah, because I love golf, yeah, so everything is golf know. related. Where do you golf? Everywhere, bro. You I go everywhere I can. Really? I go but to in the, Miami, like? I go to the Trumpalam, Mikasugi. I go to Shula's, which is now Miami Lakes. Change oh, the name. that's right. Change the name of it. Um, I go, I, bro, I go everywhere. I go you went to the Biltmore one? I have not tried that no? place out. No, I don't have a hook up there yet. When I get a hook up. Well, no, guys, come on. Get a hook up for Mr. Rack, guys. Anybody got a hook up at the Biltmore? I used to know a, manager, a guy there that worked in, like, the pool area, but he's not there anymore. That pool's nice as fuck. I've been there. I've been bro, there. It's super beautiful. Dope. Bro, that place is haunted, bro. That place is creepy. That place is the, creepy. The hotel's creepy. You know what's funny? Uh, in 20, I think it was, like, 2011 or 2010, I knew this lady that she was, like, a producer type of thing, and they were doing something with Simon Rex. Do you know who, who that is? Sounds very familiar. Uh, he's, like, a, com a comedian. Like, he's an actor, comedian, okay. whatever. And I think it was like a music video at the time. And they rented out the, I think it was the Al Capone suite. They have like a suite where the Al Capone's uh, bodyguard it, got killed, whatever the fuck. But I was an extra. But since I knew the lady, she was paying me well. And they were shooting in the morning. She was like, look, just stay over. We got suites to, to you know, spend whatever. <laughs> it's the only hotel with a 13th floor. Guess where I stayed? 13th floor. On the 13th fucking floor, bro. Yo estaba ahí cagado, bro. I would have not gone. I what floor? What? 13? No, me hita. Me quedo aquí en la piscina, chill. Yeah, but you know, yo me quería hacer. I'm like, oh, yeah, whatever, whatever. Yeah. Bro, I walked up in that bitch. That shit was creepy as fuck, dog. Yeah, that hotel's weird. I did a tour there with a the guy, with with Eddie, the guy that used to be the manager there. Bro, and he took me to where they harbored all the people that were, like, sick. The, oh, right, because it used to be a whole infirmary. Uh, you're right for the war. He took me to the infirmary. Bro, and I was walking through there, and it was just weird, dog. Like you was, get you get the vibe. Yeah, I walked in there, and I was like, nah, like we can we can get out of here now if you want to. <laughs> bro, you leave that place, and you have to get like un pomo, agua bendita, cascarilla. You got to the pomo when you walk out of there. Yeah, but that place that place was a super dope place. Um, that golf course is nice. I haven't played it. It's dope, yeah. So what's next for Mr. Red Guy? What are you What are you working on? What bro, What's I the gotta, What are you working on right now? And then what's the vision? Well, I just got a movie approved for Netflix that I wrote as a writer. Good shit, I'm not going to be in it, but I wrote it. And it's it's getting picked up. I'm already in the... I can't talk about it, what it's about exactly, because I've signed NDAs, but I, I you just... You heard it here first, guys. I just did finish writing a film that it will be released on Netflix. I'll, I'll, I'll most likely post about it once I, I drop it and all that. Like, my credits will be there. Um... Remember, I'm doing AT&T commercial that I fly out for next week. and We're in L.A.? No, nah, I'm going to be in Minnesota. Okay. And um, and just, bro, just staying busy, bro. I, I, got, a, I got a couple brands that I work with, um, with like DoorDash and, and that I'm helping on creative side. I'm, I'm doing more than just like influencing. I'm talking with like the corporate side to, to see if there's more that we can do besides just creating content, um, helping them from a creative standpoint. And what else is going on, bro? A lot, bro. There's, there's just, there's a lot. I, I do a lot of things. Like I just try to keep myself busy. As long as it's something creative, whether it's filming, creating content, editing, writing. Like I try to do every single aspect of like the production cycle, like so that I can keep myself well rounded in every part. What I love to do the most is I like writing and directing, but I'm not there yet. Like to do that, like you know, you gotta, you gotta put in work. So that's the vision. Yeah, the end goal, bro, like, I, I look up a lot to these people that I've seen do it in the past. Like, there's people that transition. Like, like Will Smith, I don't think Will Smith's directed much, uh, per se, like, as much as, like, a Mark Wahlberg has. So, like, if you I didn't even know Mark Wahlberg directed. Yeah, bro, so these people, most of them all start off, like, with the same career path. Like, they all started the same. So, like, Will Smith was a rapper. His his uh, his rapper name was the Fresh Prince, and it was him and Jazz, like the guy that it's always yeah, in, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, it was him. They were the duo. They were like a yin yang twins, all right. And he was was a rapper, and he did very well in the beginning, and then he got signed by a label, dropped an album, and the album tanked. So from there, he then broke out, and he was at a at a party one day, and bro, he got the opportunity to basically like audition live at the party it was do or die 
right? It was like on the spot, like, yo, I'm here. What the fuck? I got audition right now. And it's like, yeah, it's now or never. So he got the audition and then that's how he got the fresh prints. So from oh. there, from there, he then started doing movies. And then, you know, Will Smith, Fresh Prince was like the only TV show he ever did. But he did that shit for like 10 After years. That, it was iconic, bro. Yeah, it still it fucking was. plays. They're, pro- they're still getting mad royalties from that I shit. I saw that shit every day. I cannot lie. It was it was amazing. It was funny. Rest in peace, Uncle Phil. Like, Rest in peace, Uncle Phil. Yeah. yeah. But Mark Wahlberg, he was with his brother. Wait, on- let me interrupt you real quick. Have you seen the uh, HBO like remake of it? It's like this dark, like... No. Yes, bro. I heard that they did a remake. I haven't seen it either, but it it was like a dark twist on it. I keep to the original. But like someone like Mark Wahlberg, Mark Wahlberg started with his brother with John, with um with Johnny on New Kids on the Block, uh-huh. and then from there he became a model. From a model, he then got his first audition. He started doing movies, and then started producing, started directing. Marky Mark, yeah, yeah. He hates that, by the way. Does he? He hates being called Marky Mark because that's that's from um that's from Dirk um. Boogie, Boogie Nights. That was his nickname back then, bro. Yeah, but he hates it. He hates. It. He talks about it. He hates it. That's but anyways, wild. yeah, Marky Mark. Um, but yeah, bro, these people transition and they and they grow through the process and they become. They start to see what they like. Like I know at the end of the day, like what I'm gonna enjoy doing is like directing, writing, and if I have to, bro, I'll act in the scenes. Like someone that does that a lot is Peter Berg. He he does a lot of Mark Wahlberg's films. And if he, if no one is capable of doing the role, or if they're having issues, whatever, he'll he jump in, in. He fills in and does it. Because as a, as a director, like you know, like what the mood needs to be. What in. you expect, right? Yeah, you know what needs to happen. And if the actor can't hit it or whatever, like you, you know, you do it. But yeah, like I, 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 I like directing. I love editing. Like I like every part of it. I've I learned to like love like little things, because bro, if something is filmed horrible, but you're good at editing. You can make magic happen. It's true, man. So much of it relies on the editing. Yeah, and but then if the editing is horrible and the acting is great, like no, now they compensate each other in some essence. But the editing could be mediocre if the acting is on point. The acting can be mediocre if the editing is fire. So they sort of all they're, they're it's a perfect marriage. So nothing. I, I've I've learned to like love every part of the process. And the writing, the writing is awesome. Like, that's what I really enjoy doing because it's my me time, like, silence. I just start typing, bro, and you get to get, you get into fantasy world, bro. And it's you therapeutic. Cre- you create whatever you see yeah. in your head. So it's like, to me, that's dope. You know, it's funny you mentioned that because when I started my shit, when I was a kid, I was super creative. I would draw. I was, I even got accepted to, like, these magnet schools for, like, art and all that shit. Mm-hmm. But I never did anything with it. And I went to middle school and, you know, I wanted to be cool. And, you know, all that shit goes out the back. Um, and when I started my shit, I started with the intent of doing this, what I'm doing right now. But then I started integrating like a little comedy in it because that's comedy is what gets you going around. You know, people like to share stuff like right. that, your name, your name around. And then in the beginning I would struggle because I'd be like, damn, I used to be creative, but I'm not creative anymore. I'm just not a creative person. So this is, I'm going to struggle with this. And as I started creating, you know, poquito, a poquito, poquito, I found myself getting more and more creative again. And what right. I was telling a friend of mine is that you it's not people say, oh, I'm not a creative person. That's not true. It's like a muscle, man. You got to start practicing that shit and it starts growing. Yeah. And I, I don't know. I was mind blown by that realization. You know what I mean? I thought it was just like you're either a creative person or you're not. And that's not the case. It's just something you practice and you just grow at. Yeah. A hundred percent, dog. Like I've seen me, I was the opposite. Like as a child, I drew and I did all that, but I was never like... I, w- I don't think I was creative. I was always, though, like like a, a prankster, like un jodedor. But that's a form of cre- creativity, too. Yeah, you could say that. Think about it. I was always like un jodedor, bro. Inventando. Like I, bro, I would be a chamaco dog. I remember five, six, seven years old, and I would tie, like, a string to the door, and the string would, like, wrap around, pacata, and on the end of the, end of the string, I will put pacata. a spider, and then that spider would be hanging over the door. So then if my grandma and my mom or whoever opened the door, the spider would sort of, like, just drop and land on them. Y la vieja like, se cagaba. Yeah, bro. Like, I was always inventando, doing things like that, like, jodiendo with people. But I, was, I wasn't, I, I didn't, bro, I didn't study any of this shit. Like, I learned how to do all this editing, everything, like, watching YouTube videos. And then, And just practicing, like, myself filming myself and learning from trial and error. It's a mixture of talent and the effort, like wanting to do it. You know, when you want to do something, you just pick it up quicker. It's yeah. not, you don't got to struggle at like it. School, like. I hated school, though. There was nothing interesting. Me too, like, bro. that shit for me was like, no, nah, it wasn't a waste of time, bro, but it was like, what the binga. It was mostly a waste of time. Like It really was. I've I, le- bro, I've learned more from YouTube in the last five years than I've learned from the 
18 years that I went to school for. Miami-dead education <laughs> system, ladies yes, and sir. gentlemen. Straight up. It's true. I can't, besides, obviously, reading, writing, and basic math, everything after that, bro, you don't know what like, And I'm not even shitting on the educational system. I'm just... I'm I being, am. I'm being, <laughs> I'm being serious. Like... Bro, what what they what they taught me like in school, like I remember when I was studying to be like a uh, physician assistant, like bro, I was doing things that it's like, you don't need to do this. Like, why do I need to know like trigonometry if all I'm gonna do is like give you Tylenol? Like, for what? Like, I'm not gonna fucking build a rocket ship. Like, what's going on here? Like, I'm not the guy programming the computer to build the model for the spaceship. No, 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 no. So it was just like, I think it was like overkill. Right, like what they teach you, they want to like try to like break. I, I feel like, yeah. But anyways, YouTube. I feel like for me, YouTube University was like where's that? YouTube University. You could literally find whatever you want to learn by filmed and done by five hundred people that have already gone through all the mistakes, so that you don't have to go through them straight up. Like if you want to learn the craft, whatever it is, like honestly, like shout out, like straight up, YouTube's done that. I was having this conversation with somebody recently and it was about that same shit. And it's, if you, if you're not learning or doing something in 2022, because everyone literally, if you have internet service and I think 99% of anybody, at least in America does. I have a Starbucks free Wi-Fi. There you go, bro. <laughs> oh, no, hundred percent. Like you laugh, but it's true. Like you have all the tools for free in front of you. Si no lo estás haciendo, es porque no lo quiere. You don't want it better. Straight up. And, and bro, you know Miami's full of a lot of like a lot of different characters. But another th one thing I've noticed by a lot of people, and as you grow and you do it, like you got into this how long ago? A year and three months, maybe. All right. When you got into this, like there was other people around you that were like, "Oh, I tried to do that podcast thing, but you know, I should do it." Yeah, they, you they know, should, you have all yeah. different types of people, and those like there's I don't know who in their right mind thinks that they're gonna do one thing, and that one thing that they do is like the golden egg. And it just, like, that's it. You're viral and you're at Will Smith you level. You got to keep at it. Like, no, bro, it doesn't work that way. And don't get me wrong, like, in the beginning, when I started doing content, like, I wasn't discouraged that way, but I did think like that. I always thought, like, oh, this is going to be the video that now is going to help me break out from having to continue making, like, these little 15-second videos because I want to do TV shows. I want to do movies. And, brother, here we are. It's been five years and, like, no difference. Like, really no difference. But what I've noticed is that every video gets you closer to whoever it is that needs to see you. Amen. Yep. So so my thing now is just like yo just keep creating keep being keep being me. Like and that's something that my mom taught me, bro. My mom is like just never just don't stop being who you are. And that's it, bro. Like straight up just keep at it. That's what that's what when I can tell her. When you're your most authentic fucking self, you attract the right things in your life. Facts. 110%. 100%. Two phrases that I've fucking I've heard recently and I love. It's fail fast, which is yeah, amazing. And, you're going to learn fast. Mm -hmm, and get comfortable with being uncomfortable. Yeah, put yourself in weird situations. Yeah. Straight up. And that's that's something that I'm bad at because I, I don't... It's not that I, I like being... I don't think anybody's good at it, bro. Like, oh, that's it's why not, it's uncomfortable. Yeah, it's not that I don't like being in an uncomfortable situation. I'm just bad at it because I'm very closed off. Like, I don't give myself opportunities to be put into like new scenarios. I'm very closed off. I like doing what I like doing. And I like, like just continue. Like if it was up to me, I would be locked up in my crib all day filming videos. Like if it was up to me, but I don't have the time, bro. I have my son, my wife, like you got family life. Like yeah, life. You got, there's things, right. But if it was up to me, I would be locked up in my crib, just filming videos all day, 24 seven, nonstop idea after idea, after idea, after idea. So that if I want to go on vacation, I have, Three, th 30 videos to choose from and I have I could take a 30 day vacation I don't have to worry about 30 days I have like a, a storage a video bank yeah right like that's what I want to get at and it, it's just tough bro it's, it is tough it's fucking hard like it's hard people think that it's not but it is man and my wife and it's sometimes time consuming it is bro and my wife sometimes like she doesn't bitch at me bro but at the same at, she does like creativity is not something that you can put a time limit on yeah. it's not like you can tell someone like Yo, you have from, like, my wife will bitch, she'll be like, oh, you have from six to seven to do something. And it's like, yo, but what if I'm not creative? Like, what if I'm not in the creative mindset at 6 p.m.? Like, bro, sometimes when you force it, it's bad. Yep. So, 
a lot of the times too creativity bro is like a spur of the moment thing it's like whenever you're in the mood whenever it occurs or sometimes it comes like lightning bro you never get that it's yeah, just like oh it shit happens. I just sometimes, about it, sometimes I'll be at home saying no my wife's like what are you doing I'm like, I gotta go film a video right now like yeah. I said I'm good too. Yeah. I gotta go do it yeah. but it's a spur of the moment thing you can't put a time limit on creativity you can't put a cap on it like you can't the worst thing to do is tell somebody like yo we need an idea from you in 24 hours like no bro like that's you don't do that like you gotta let creativity do its thing because the longer you give it, the the more natural you let it be, the better it's gonna be. If you if you force it and you put a time limit on it, you're gonna end up with like a, a like a, a fucked up commercial. You can't force things, bro. You can't. Before we wrap up, one last thing. Hola. Any chamaquito trying to follow in similar footsteps, what are you, what is your advice, guy? As as a, as a veterano, what is your advice? To the Chamacs. Bro, like, when I was a Chamac doing this, I did things that related to Chamacs. So, you want to grab the attention of people that are, like, your age demographic. So, you know, hey, bro, stick to it, bro. Develop a concept. Develop a character. And, and start putting that character in different situations. Straight up. And you give that character, you always give that character a problem, bro. And you start, you don't quit. The hardest thing is... To not quit because, yep. you know, like I remember I posted a video and one video will get 50,000 views. And then I remember posting another video and the video will get 4,000 views. And it was like, what the fuck? And it's very easy to get discouraged, but just don't stop, bro. And that's the hardest part, like straight up. The hardest part is if you can persevere to get over your mind, get over what people think about you, get over what people are going to say, etc. And if you can continue to do it without giving a fuck of what anyone has to think or say about what you're doing. As long as you understand the vision and you know what the end goal is going to be, who cares what someone has to say? Gospel. Preach, brother. Like, no, that's it. true. That's, that's true. the best advice I can give 100%. you. 100%. And, bro, I'm not saying anything new here. Like, No, nah, but it's things people don't think of. It's the reality it's of it. It's the reality. It. It's like, just, just don't stop. Like, if I would have stopped, like, a year or two into this, I would have been that guy, Mr. Red, that did the video about the Moringa, my tete de culo would have never happened. But it's that whole not stopping continuing to be creative that allows all these other things to flourish and blossom and and come to life so just never quit bro like straight up it's gonna be hard i've cried i've bro i've i've been through every emotional path that you could i've been through every emotional state that a human being can be through and i have a, a million to go through but i've gone through them all doing this and nothing, bro, it, gets, it makes you a little tougher, makes you a little rougher. and shapes you, yeah. Before you know it, like, shit rubs off of you, like, fucking wax. Like, you know, you're just like Rain-X, bro. People that they don't know why you just... Vaselina. Yeah, you don't care no more, dog. And that's where you got to get to. You got to be ruthless to that sense where you don't care what anyone has to say. Because you and I know both, like, a lot of people out there got a lot of shit to say. Mm, so... Oh, yeah. It is what it is. Just be you. Red, thank you for joining. No problem, Thank my you brother. for the convo. I appreciate it. No, I appreciate you, man. You want to drop your social... I mean, everybody probably follows you, but you want to drop your socials just in case. My social man. security, no, but on my social, <laughs> hey, yeah, bro, Mr.Red. That's it. And That's on it. TikTok, it's Mr. Red Official. Everything's spelled out. So yeah. I'm going to go my mierda. I got my Mr.Red. They're being uh, sue him, guy. Being, I can't, bro. I can't. You can't sue them for that. Until Not until I make a movie, I can sue them. Really? Yeah, who's not going to make a Because I don't own a, I don't own a company that, that does... It's, you know, it's a bunch of bullshit. Well, that's all the time we got for today, guys. Thank you for joining. Please like, subscribe, share, do all the things. Yes, sir. And as always, no se meta con nadie. Para que nadie se meta. There you go. Have a good one. That's a word.